This is Facing Fentanyl. Interviews with actual users. That was my first encounter with fentanyl. Their experiences. My nose was to the steering wheel and I could barely stay awake. But most importantly, the lessons leading them out to the where they can speak of what it is to be facing fentanyl. Drug and alcohol use has increased exponentially during the epidemic and afterwards. Asking for help is not only a stigma, but it is hard to guide someone as they journey towards recovery and prevention. La Jolla Recovery is a science-based detox and rehab that for over a decade has offered tailored programs for those seeking relief from substance use disorders. For more information or questions regarding addiction, visit lajollarecovery.com. That's L-A-J-O-L-L-A recovery.com. That's again, L-A-J-O-L-L-A recovery.com. The following interviews depict substance use and mental health disorders, including abuse, depression, suicide, and trauma. If you or someone you know are suffering from these disorders, we recommend reaching out to the National Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org or the National Alliance on Mental Health at nami.org. That's N-A-M-I dot org. Listener discretion is advised. What was that experience like? So it wasn't nothing magical. It just, I, I guess it's kind of like, or was it something very powerful? And you're like, what What the hell is this? No, it wasn't. It was time. not. Yeah. You had built just a tolerance. Yeah. Your use had escalated to a point that fentanyl was just like. It's like uh, the first time. That's like the first time I used it. But then I got, I got sober and... I was clean for, I don't know, six months, and now my drug of choice is fentanyl, and after that much time being away from it and then going back to it, that's when it's super scary. So what you do notice is short life, it gets you, it gets you sick faster. Yeah. And that's when you start going like, oh gosh, so now job, are you still able to handle it? No, I didn't. I didn't have a job. When I started, when I first tried fentanyl, I hadn't moved moved away. I moved down to San Diego. Okay. And uh, was it more accessible because you're closer to the border? Yeah, and this was. Uh, it was right when COVID hit, and I lost my job. Oh. Was that the first time you lost a job? Um. No, eventually I lost my uh, uh, beekeeping job when I was back in Northern California. And then it was just doing a bunch of crazy stuff until I got kicked out. Small gigs. Yeah. Is that when you started uh, stealing and try- trying to just survive? Yeah, exactly. And that's when it really got bad. And my first uh, op- uh, introduction to rehab. Did you, I was going to ask you exactly that. When Did you have glimpses during this journey of, like, I think I need to get better? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so it's not like... At the first, when I was young, between, like, 17 and 19, I thought that this was going to be my life, and I didn't know that there was a way to get sober. I didn't understand. So it's almost like you get to a place that's so dark that you're going, like, you're not going to be able to help me. Yeah. Or I've tried so many times that this is, it's impossible which must be morally disrupting, kind of like you're, I guess you're like looking towards death? I mean... Are you welcoming it at this moment? I've never been uh, like suicidal, really. I would never do that, but uh, it gets to a point where if you're injecting drugs into your body, you you don't really care if, if you die. You know what I mean? So you're almost in a place that 
you're you're not scared about death. Yeah, looking back, it was you're, like, you're not. Had, once you're doing fentanyl, did you start noticing overdoses? Were you noticing that more? When, uh, like I said, when I, because I've been out here for six years trying to get sober, and um, each each time I relapse, it's just it's right where I left off. It's demoralizing. It's yeah. like you don't get better. What? What made it possible this time? What do you think made it possible to get to where you're at? Honestly, right now? I fully like. There's always been. Whenever I get clean, I'm not willing to do everything. I'm okay. Like, I'll pick and choose parts of. Oh, I'll do that, but I won't do that. I'll go to meetings, but I won't get a sponsor. Um, but this time was just. I had a lot of stuff I was facing. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm paid, like I had prison time that I was facing. Oh, so there start being some legal troubles? Yeah. Was that an incentive? You're like, I don't want to go there? Yeah, this uh, 2020 and some of 2021, um, I spent most of it in jail. And was that, uh, I've heard that it's helpful. It's almost like yeah, it stopped you. Yeah, it was a lot of things in. that happened that were... Um, pretty bad luck but uh it's something that needed to happen for me to get clean and fully surrender and get a sponsor um actually honestly work steps and uh just do everything i can uh, my sponsor says take suggestions what did you did you was treatment critical to you getting better um well no i I've like I've been around treatment for so long, okay. and I, I I understand it. I I know what I need to do. It's just me doing it. Okay. And this time it was, I didn't go to a detox. This okay. Time I detoxed in jail. Okay. I mean, and I got released to a program. Um. And how's this program? It's amazing. I mean, okay. It saved my life. So you you. Something tells me that detox and, and treatment must be, I mean, I mean detox and, and jail must be a horrible. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's completely different. Okay, so you'd probably recommend for somebody, if somebody wants to get better, uh, sometimes you have to be separated from it, I guess? Yeah, definitely, but I mean, that's that's how I am. I, I learned the hard way with everything. I have to. But the program you went to afterwards was very key. Tell me why they saved your life and what do you think are the variables? Because I, I know a lot of people say, yeah, it was that God, it was the clarity. But something tells me there were some elements that were very key for you being here. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just the people, like at the time, I when I called this place, I was just like, hey, they're going to release me to a program. Um, will you take me? And uh, he's like, yeah, definitely, yeah. So they also were open to you coming from jail, which takes also a kindness and uh, an understanding of where you're at. Yeah, definitely. I was lucky because I, some I, people were like, I don't know, we don't we don't do that. Yeah. Right. But I had a little bit of a past with them and and I always been respectful. And so you got so you got to have a, a love too. like something tells me yeah, like they were. Um, I, I didn't have insurance. So I was like, dude, just help me get out. I'll get insurance. And but that's. I was just really blessed that he got me out the next day. How long was this program? Um, the program is, uh, I mean, I was court ordered to do a 90 day program with uh, aftercare. And I've been here for seven months.
but not for some. So staying in a program that's long is very yeah. is very important. It's almost like stay in a program as long as you can. Yeah, like long term. Don't treat it as like it, you have to take advantage of the time that you're there. Don't treat it as a vacation. Don't just be hanging out. What would you recommend? Like just uh, use a therapist. Be yeah, open. Tell them about everything. Um, find a good group of people maybe that's not in the treatment program because it's really hard to find people that stick around that's what i had an issue with i would get close to the people that were in the program treatment program that i was in six months down the road everyone's either relapsed gone back home so who you hang out with too in recovery stick stick with uh stick with the people that are really on it yeah definitely like meet people on meetings and did you do any medication assisted treatment i'm not no you did not because so I've tried. So long-term program, very key. What, what, what are other elements that you'd say you highly recommend this? It's all, for me, it was staying connected to um, AA and the people around it. So trust that program's very key. Yeah, for me, it was very key. Um, usually I would do a program, I'd stick around, and then I would start focusing on work way too much and putting work above my recovery. And I mean, they say sounds all the like time, anything you put in front of your recovery, you're going to lose. And then now it sounds like that's that's it, like your core, getting better yeah, before work, because you have a good work ethic. Well, in all your story, it's almost like just work, work, work. And I'm trying to uh, uh, find a, a, a job that I enjoy that maybe I can help people. And now you're working, yeah. you're going to be working in yeah, work, treatment. In treatment. Yeah which something tells me, I want to let you know that I'm so grateful for your story. It's going to save lives. Yeah. Especially right now. What would you tell to a parent who's saying like, how, how can I help? This podcast continues in the next episode. This is Facing Fentanyl. Fentanyl.